BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Should I be freaking out about how right-wing Republicans are co-opting woke and wokeism? My gut here is no. The situation is stabilizing and the U.S. banking system remains sound. Because I read all these lies in the, in the media that are being promoted by one side. If you see the full picture, you know, listen, if they want to go after Donald Trump and they have solid evidence, so be it. But Michael Cohn is far from solid evidence. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. All right, news roundup and information overload hour. Toll-free, our number is 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the uh, program, uh, joining us now is Senator Rick Scott of the great state, free state of Florida, uh, to talk about a lot of different issues. Uh, I, I, I definitely want to get into the economy. I definitely want to get into this new axis of evil that is emerging before our eyes, and that's China and Russia and Iran and North Korea, and probably even the Saudis now have partnered with uh, Iran, which is scary. Uh, anyway, Senator Scott, welcome back to the program, sir. How are you? Great, Sean. It's always great to be with you. You have a great show. 
Let me ask you first about what is going on in New York. I want to get your general thoughts here. Um, we had on in the last hour Joe Tacopina, who's the attorney for President Trump in this Manhattan case. Uh, we played Alvin Bragg running as a candidate, uh, saying that he's going to go after Donald Trump, one man, one organization, one family. And in fact, that's what he's doing. Uh, things seem to have spiraled out of control based on new developments in the case. One happens to be an email from February of 2018 from Michael Cohn's attorney that is as exculpatory as, as any letter or note that I've ever seen to the FEC, uh, coupled with uh, a guy by the name of Bob Costello, uh, who used to be a, a counsel for Michael Cohn. Uh, that had the ability to say that he's a serial liar and that he would do, do anything to get to stay out of jail. And he took that and interpreted that to mean that he would say anything, lie, cheat, steal his words, you know, to get to stay out of jail. And that means go after Donald Trump. And clearly uh, that's been the strategy for Cohn. Um, how do you see this when you look at the big picture? Well, first off, don't we have bigger issues than going after Donald Trump? I mean, look at the inflation, look at the border, look at the banking crisis, look at the threat from China. But this guy is just hell-bent, like a lot of Democrats, of doing anything they can to destroy Donald Trump. Now, we're all we're all subject to the laws, but they ought to all be applied the exact same way. Like, why did the FBI raid Mar-a-Lago? But no, not any place where Joe Biden might have documents. I mean, this stuff is crazy. Why? I was up. I've been in the Senate for four years. I I was there for the Trump impeachments. They were a joke. So they're just hell bent on doing everything they can destroy Donald Trump. But what they're doing, they're destroying the fabric of this country. The fabric of this country is we're all the same with regard to prosecution. We don't get treated differently. Don't we? Don't get treated better. We don't get treated worse. But we should never be a target. Uh, for somebody that just has a, a vendetta against us. And that's exactly what this guy has against Donald Trump. That means equal justice and application of our laws are in trouble in this country. And that goes to the heart of our constitutional republic. Very scary times, in my view. Um, what many, many people may not know about you is you're a phenomenal businessman. You were really, really successful in business long before you became the governor of Florida. Um, you still remain, I'm sure, a, a savvy investor, smart businessman today. I don't know what the laws are in terms of senators' ability to invest, et cetera, but put that aside. I see the economy, and I'm looking at an article here today. American hunger, two years of grinding inflation have left a quarter of U.S. adults struggling to get a square meal. Millions of Americans turning to food banks and credit cards just to make ends meet. J.P. Morgan Chase warning the U.S. is past the point of no return in terms of going into a deep recession. Uh, then, of course, the Fed raises interest rates by, you know, 0.25 basis points. And this is now the ninth hike since March of 2022. Uh, inflation is still raging out of control. There was some indication from Jerome Powell that they may slow the process here. Uh, but we know this. Two-thirds of Americans now are living paycheck to paycheck. Many Americans are cashing out their retirement plans with a huge, massive financial penalty just to make ends meet. Other Americans are putting, you know, bare essentials on their credit cards. That's not going to work out well for them. And it seems like everything that you could possibly do wrong to the economy, giving up energy independence, for example, 
uh, the economic policies of the new climate alarmist cult are literally destroying the economy. And I don't see any hope in sight that they'll change course. They're not going to change course. But, but Sean, I grew up in public housing. I grew. I was born to a single mom. I watched my mom go through inflation in the 70s. I watched what is to have when she had a hard time buying gas to get to work and putting food on the table for all the all the kids she had. So that's exactly what's going on. And it's going on because the Democrats can't stop spending money. They're trying to make Americans dependent on government, uh, which they should be dependent on their own hard work. They've, they've raised energy prices, which raises food prices. We've got open borders, so our, our crime's getting worse. I mean, what are these guys thinking about? But if you take a poor family like mine growing up, they're taking away the whole dream of this country. They're making it a dangerous place to live. They're killing opportunities for poor kids like me growing up. This is wrong. It has to stop. Uh, if you if you're able bodied, get your butt back to work. All right, we've got to live within our means, and we got to we got to quit killing this economy. It, it's killing opportunities. It, it makes me mad. I ran for governor because I wanted people to have the same shot of the dream I had. Get to work, build a business, do whatever you want, but don't be dependent on government. We have to have, we have safety nets. They they shouldn't be things where we're telling people, oh, we want you to be on on some program the rest of your life. But we have people now more dependent on food stamps, more dependent on public housing, more dependent on Medicaid, on every government program. That's what the Democrats want to do. They want to own your life. They want to control you because then when you're dependent on them, guess what? They get to tell you all the rules. I, I, want, I want to be independent. I want to make my, I want to make my own decisions. I want to be free also. Freedom uh, is not always free. It's but one generation away from extinction, Ronald Reagan told us. So the Fed announced their ninth increase in terms of interest rates now in a very short period of time and uh, a quarter point increase in the benchmark interest rate. Uh, and that happened yesterday. Nothing that they have tried to date has worked. Now the question is, what other options do we have? Or do we have to listen to smart people like J.P. Morgan Chase? Jamie Dimon is not a dope. Uh, other people that have been speaking out, they're not dumb. We had Kevin O'Leary on last night. He's a pretty smart guy. Um, and they're all pretty much saying the same thing, that we're in deep trouble here and that things are going to get worse before they get better. How bad do you think this is going to get? I think it's going to get worse. But, but Sean, the playbook's not that hard. When I walked into governor's job in January 2011, more people were leaving Florida than moved in. We had a 1.1 million homes in foreclosure, 900,000 people on unemployment. And what did I do? I balanced the budget. Balance the budget. Balance our budget. We'll get rid of this inflation. We've got to balance our budget. Well, do you remember Connie Mack had the penny plan? We probably need a nickel or dime plan. And that was across the board. Uh, every year, the federal government builds in more spending to every program. How about you keep spending flat and reduce it, you know, by a very modest amount, even starting at two pennies or three pennies? Um, I think that would be a pretty good way to balance the budget, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Let me give you how bad the numbers are. We've had a 1.8% increase in our population in the United States since pre-COVID, since 2019. Guess how much the federal budget's up? 55% in five years. 55%. Why? They were, they were doing everything they can to bankrupt this country. $31.5 trillion worth of debt. And by the way, how Jay Powell's handled uh, this, his balance sheet at almost a $9 trillion balance sheet, how he's not even doing the job of review banks like Silicon Valley Bank, 
I mean, this- well, well, let me ask you that. Why are we bailing out millionaires and billionaires out in Silicon Valley at a woke bank? And it was a woke bank. They committed, what, five billion dollars uh, to climate initiatives. Uh, that's a lot of money. And, you know, why are we bailing out? Everybody knows that if you put more than $250,000 in a bank, uh, the FDIC only insures up to $250,000. Why? And then, you know, your, your colleague, Senator Lankford said, well, what if this happens to a bank in my state of Oklahoma? Will you bail us out? The answer from Janet Yellen was no. Why did, why does one group of people get a bailout? It's woke because, because these are, these are Democrat donors. It's woke. They paid bonuses right before they went under. The day the day they went under, they they gave out bonuses that day. The night before, they took everybody to an expensive steakhouse. And two weeks earlier, the one of the leaders of this bank uh, cashed in uh, three and a half million dollars in stock. Oh, I'm sure it was a mere coincidence. And their CEOs on the board of the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco. What is going on here? So I have a bill that says we're going to have an independent investigation, an independent inspector general to review the Federal Reserve. Think about it. The Federal Reserve with a $9 trillion balance sheet, we don't, they don't even have an independent inspector general. So I can't ask them any questions. Do you think the, the one that works for Jay Powell is going to give me any answers other than Jay Powell's demand? No. So I want an independent inspector general. We've got to find out exactly what happened here. Think about it. No one got held accountable in the 2008 crisis at the Federal Reserve or FDIC. So now no one's going to get held. Get, get, is anybody going to get fired for this failure? Look, the management team did the wrong thing, but guess what else? The Federal Reserve is supposed to review those banks and make sure this never happens. That's wrong what they did. They shouldn't have been bailing out all those rich people. I totally, completely agree, but it looks like it's going to happen. All right, quick break. More with Senator Rick Scott on the other side than your calls. 800-941-SEAN on number if you want to be a part of the program. All right, we continue with Florida Senator Rick Scott who's with us. Now, I've been talking at length that Republicans need to change how they view elections. Now, Florida has absolutely led the way on this, and that is people, conservatives in Florida, they have no problem voting by mail, voting early. They have no problem at all whatsoever. But other conservatives and Republicans around the country, they are reluctant and resistant to voting early, voting by mail. Also, Democrats, they don't shake hands, kiss babies, take, do selfies, press avails, town halls. No, they avoid debates. They hide in their basement. They spend hundreds of millions of dollars in negative ads. Uh, and then they are involved in legal ballot harvesting, which is a lot of the states around the country have it. And Republicans are not in that game. They need to change the way they look at elections and they better do and duplicate and probably even outdo what Democrats are doing or they're never going to win an election in the future, in my view. Sean, we've got if it's legal, we've got to do it. You know, we vote by mail in Florida. It works. But, you know, you need to do you need we need the volunteers to make sure our supervisor elections do the right thing. But the other thing we have to do is in D.C., we got to stop caving into the Democrats. Look at all those bad bills that got passed by the Democrats. It took 60 votes. They only had 50 votes. Republicans- by the way, I want to get into this because over the Christmas vacation, you were battling Mitch McConnell. And we knew we have the power of the purse coming in January, early January with the new Congress. Why did Republicans in the Senate ever go along with that spending monstrosity? I, I am so disgusted. Words can't even describe how I feel, how angry I am that that happened. And you were one of the few loud voices against it. You, sh- you should be furious. 
here's the deal. We never read the bill. We got the bill one thirty in the morning on a Tuesday morning, three times the size of the Bible, more complicated than the Bible to read, and we voted on it within two days. It passed with 7,500 earmarks, $1.7 billion, and all sorts of Green New Deal, IRS agents, you name it. Every Democrat priority was there. And guess what? If we'd waited two weeks, Kevin McCarthy would have written the bill. Don't you think that would have been better for Republicans? Yes, I think it would have been better. And they did it when I was on my yearly vacation, which is unfortunate. Well, a CR at that point would have been far more preferable to what we ended up with. Why don't we pass budgets? Why don't we say we're not going to do anything unless we pass real budgets? When I was governor of Florida, I went through every line of the budget, 4,000 lines of budget every year. We had a written purpose. We went through it. I've been, I've been up here four years. I'm on the budget committee. You know, we have, we have meetings on climate change. You know, I tell people the story all the time that you and Bobby Jindal and Rick Perry, we were all best friends because the three of you were coming up to New York to steal businesses and persuade them to move uh, to your states, respectively, uh, for the purpose of having a better business condition to run their businesses. And by the way, the three of you were all very successful. I give you a lot of credit for that. Yeah, it, it worked. We got people to move to our state. It helped. My, I was able, because of that, to cut taxes a hundred times. Every year I cut taxes over Crazy. $2 in taxes and paid off a third of the state debt because everybody was moving to the state and reduced our per person taxes. That's what we ought to do. We ought to be driving down our size of our government per person every year, not increasing it. Every year, our government should, should as a per, per person, should get smaller, which means your taxes should go down every, every year. The general consensus, you're going to hate me for asking this question, but I got to do my job. When I talk to people, um, and we have a presidential primary that is just beginning, uh, and this back and forth, for example, between President Trump and Governor DeSantis is going on. What I'm hearing from people is they, they don't like the infighting. Now, I know, having done this for so many decades, that it's inevitable by the end of the primary, that's what's going to result. That, that is the inevitable result. There's going to be a lot of infighting. What are your thoughts on it? Well, first off, we ought to be fighting over ideas, right? And the person with the best idea should win. So what I what I always try to do in my races, uh, and I'm up next November, is I fight over ideas, right? I fight over how am I going to get people back to work? How am I going to get people better wage jobs? How am I going to get people better education? How am I going to get people to live in a safer community? How are we going to make sure we have a strong, not a woke military? So I always fight over issues. That's why I put out my plan. I put out a plan, rescueamerica.com. Go look at it. Give me your thoughts. Let's fight over ideas. And then the best person with the best ideas should win. All right, Senator Rick Scott, great state of Florida. Thank you, sir, for being with us. We really appreciate it, as always. All right, take care, Sean. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. 800-941-SEAN on number. We'll get to your calls. Final half hour coming up straight ahead. Uh, you know, I've been ne neglecting stories that are out there. Some of you may think I make this stuff up, but I do not. Uh, we just follow the news. In in these troubled times, uh, there are very strange people out there. Anyway, in Milwaukee, they have a massive car theft epidemic going on. You know, one of these defund, dismantle, no bail laws. How's that working out in liberal cities all across the country? So the city is now suing the manufacturers of cars. They are claiming that their cars are too easy to steal. <laughs> you can't make this up. I know people think I'm making it up. I, I'm not. Now, by the way... I'm, I'm having a hard time understanding. If somebody wants to dress and drag and they're an adult, it's none of my business. 
It's nobody's business. And by the way, aren't we kind of all self-absorbed and wrapped up in our own lives? And, you know, in this economy, you know, we're all worried about, you know, Americans, 60 percent, 66 percent of Americans worried about making ends meet every single month. You know, I'm not sure why, but this phenomenon just keeps growing. And every week now I'm seeing, you know, during a drag story hour at the LGBT Center, New York City. Now, but the problem is they're doing this in schools. Why is this now become an obsession to have drag queen story hours or drag story hour at schools? I don't care what people do in their spare time. If parents want to take kids to drag shows, uh, who am I to tell them what to do? I'm not. But our kids can't read, write, do math, science, uh, they know no history. We pay more per capita uh, per student on education than any other industrialized country. And we have the worst results. And these schools are worried about drag story hour. And it's like happening here, there, everywhere. I'm, I, I've never, I, I can't put it together. I don't know why this is happening. Uh, now, there is a bill out in California that will require public schools to make condoms available to students for free. Doesn't give the exact age but I'm sure it's for everybody. Uh, unreal. By the way, Philadelphia is going to pay pregnant women $1,000 a month. Philly officials, this should be of great importance to you at your state, Linda. Uh, Department of Public Health, they're aiming to start the Philly Joy Bank pilot in early 2024 to help ease disparities in infant mortality rates. Now, Philadelphia has the highest infant mortality rate during a child's first year of life of the 10 most populated U.S. cities. But $1,000 a month? I mean, we're rewarding people. All right, so that's in in Philadelphia. Great. Uh, Portland homeowners and residents, they um, literally sat the quality of life in the city is now disintegrated so significantly over the last few years, thanks to a spike in crime and widespread drug use in public and homelessness. Gee, none of this is predictable with defund, dismantle, and no bail laws. How could this ever possibly happen? I, I can't even believe it happened. What a shock. Um, anyway, Tom Brady and uh, Giselle are sending out messages. Brady shares a cryptic quote about false friends after the Giselle interview came out. You know what? It's their own personal life. Why do they have to bring it in the public eye? Does, why do people want to know about people's private lives? I don't get that part. Mind your own business. Uh, anyway, legalized assisted suicide push in the U.S. is now alarming doctors and disability advocates. Here's something that most people won't tell you. Um, we already have a version of that, you know, for people when they put you on a morphine drip at a certain rate, the odds are that your respiration will begin to slow dramatically and you likely will pass. Uh, and that happens every day. I'm not saying I'm not ca calling it exactly the same thing. All right, let's get to our busy phones. 800-941-SEAN, our number if you want to be a part of the uh, program. One other last thing that I wanted to get in here, Dr. Fauci laughing off the lab leak theory. Really? Is that funny? I don't think it's funny. The fact that he supported gain-of-function research, I don't think it's funny. Uh, the fact that his NIH gave money to the EcoHealth Alliance and that money went to the Wuhan Virology Lab, 
where everybody knew coronavirus research took place and gain of function research took place uh, and that we help pay for covid. No, I don't find any of that funny either. You know, Fox News has a piece. This will be the end uh, uh, to Fauci's NIH as we know it. Senator Rand Paul. Good. Rand Paul has been great on this topic. Been way ahead of the curve. Uh, all right. To our phones we go. Uh, let's say hi for Joey in Wisconsin. Joey, how are you? You're not in Milwaukee, are you? Because if you're in Milwaukee, there's uh, apparently an increase in car thefts. And Milwaukee city officials want to blame the car manufacturers, saying that their cars are too easy to steal. I'm laughing about that right now. You know, Sean, it's funny. I come across the east from the East Coast. I come from Brooklyn, New York. I moved to Wisconsin to get away from it. But I don't think they got the memo yet. If a, if a person from the East Coast tells you you don't want to vote this way, you won't like it, I think you should listen. They're learning the hard way now. Matter of fact, the only thing keeping me safe in Milwaukee is I carry concealed everywhere I go. I've carried concealed my uh, entire adult life, and I urge anybody that wants to do this, do it legally, number one, and learn gun safety. People ask me all the time, what kind of gun should I get handed? You're a Second Amendment guy. I said, well, whatever gun you're willing to get trained in the safety and use of, I'm fine with it. Anyway, what what else is on your mind? Oh, the other thing is, you know, everything that's going on, you know, Sean, no offense to anybody, but we caused this. We did this to ourselves. This has been going on for a good 20 years with the Democrats, with the voting, the way they're relocating the districts, the way they change everything. They've been working on this plan for many years. Now it's finally panning out in their favor. And the problem is there's no consequences. Whatever they do, no matter what they do, there's never any consequences. So they keep doing it. And as American people, don't we, the people, don't we put them to in office? Aren't they working for us? Where did this all change? This is our problem. We allowed it to happen over all the years. Why do you think I'm pushing Republicans on the issue of elections and looking at elections differently? Because Democrats, they hide in the basement. They don't debate or they debate very late in the process after a million votes have been cast. They run, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars in negative ads. And most states have some version of ballot harvesting. And that's what they're in the business of. They're not kissing babies. They're not doing selfies. They're not shaking hands. They're not doing press avails. They're not doing town halls and meeting the people. They're not selling better ideas. They are just out there doing the ballot harvesting, you know, game way better than the Republicans. Republicans need to get in that legal game. Republicans need to overcome any reluctance or resistance to voting early and voting by mail. You can't start an election night at down by 500,000 votes and expect to make it up. You just can't. It is stupid. Yep. They've got to look at elections differently moving forward. If we don't, we won't win. It's that simple. No, the only way we're going to win is if we do what they did. Come up across the flash drive at 3 o'clock in the morning while everybody's sleeping and try to convince the world that Biden won in a landslide when we all went to sleep and Trump was winning with a landslide. We know for a fact Trump won in Wisconsin. We know that for a fact. Well, the Wisconsin Supreme Court, let's, you know, forget about the analysis. We've, we've talked about, discussed 2020 to death. I've given my thoughts on it. But that 3-4 decision written and the dissent written by the uh, chief justice of your Supreme Court in Wisconsin was a stinging rebuke to four of the justices uh, that clearly didn't want to 
you know, listen to the law of Wisconsin or the Constitution of Wisconsin. Uh, Joey, change your state. We need leaders. Get out there. We need your help. I, I got to get out of this. I mean, they just didn't listen the first time. That's what really scares me. Well, that's the other problem. We have a migration problem. Everyone's leaving Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, states we need to win. And they're moving to free states like Florida and Texas and Tennessee, the Carolinas. I mean, it's it. This is now another serious problem. There's not going to be enough conservatives left that we can win these elections. That's a problem, too. That scares me. We're going to end up changing our district areas and screwing us up. That's what's going to happen. You know, the Democrats will put more people in blue in certain areas to to overtake the red guy votes. Well, that's what's going to happen to us soon. Pretty soon, we're going to be fleeing out of there, and that's all that's going to be left in the blues. Appreciate you being with us, Joey. God bless you. Mary Beth, Arkansas. How do you like your new governor? What's going on, Mary Beth? Oh, I love her. I absolutely love her. Hey, I'm just calling to um, say that President Trump has been the biggest cheerleader the United States of America has ever had. And I think that um, it's not party lines anymore. It's about saving America. And I love President Trump. I'm for tr- President Trump. I don't like what Trump and DeSantis say back and forth about each other. I think we all should be respectful to each other. But I'm just telling you how I see it. I'll be honest. And people talk to me every time they see me. And the general consensus is what you're saying. You know, why are DeSantis and Trump fighting this early in the process? Look, I promise you by the end of the process, the the last two or three people are going to be killing each other. It's just it's inevitable. That's the way primaries work. I wish it wasn't that way. But uh so I think it's a little way too early in the process to be where we are. However, with that said, um, you know, they're big boys. They can take it and they want to have their back and forth. Let them do it. Um, but I will tell you, we've got to win come November 2024. And, you know, I think what's beginning to evolve is an entirely new set of circumstances that will impact the election. I think foreign policy is going to be a big part of that equation. China uh, and Russia and Iran and, and now even the Saudis, this new axis of evil. You can add North Korea to that list. You know, it's clear that Putin and Xi now want to align and and basically create a new world order where they are in charge of the world. They are the most dominant players in the world and not the United States. And under Joe Biden, unfortunately, so far, they're successful. You know, the balloon incident was not an accident. Shooting down the drone was not an accident. Understand why the Congress and the Senate cannot get together and go to President Biden and say, close our borders, protect us. Well, uh, that's number one. Protect us. Well, I mean, that's that that should be basic. Joe Biden took an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States of America. He took an oath to do that. And guess what? He's not only not enforcing the laws of the land. Our laws are based on our Constitution, uh, but he's aiding and abetting law breaking. And we see the devastating impact it's having on our country, the fentanyl crisis, the death, the destruction of opioids and and methamphetamine and heroin and all of these things. Uh, then the human trafficking component uh, add to that. We cannot afford so far. You know, we're headed now towards six million illegal immigrants just since Joe Biden became president, you know, entering our country illegally. This this is not sustainable for this country. 
There's no health check. There's no uh, vaccine mandate. Uh, there's no radical association background checks going on. There's no means testing. And the American people are footing the bill. And that means health care. And that means uh, uh, education. That means the criminal justice system are all impacted because of Joe's open borders. And the cost of Joe uh, eliminating domestic energy production and ending energy independence the fact that that's happened, I got to tell you something, is it's been a disaster. I'm, I am very worried where this economy is headed. Uh, I told you earlier in the program today, it is it is scary when you have companies like J.P. Morgan Chase warning us that we are past the point of no return in terms of a massive recession and economic downturn. Uh, I'm afraid for my fellow Americans. I want everybody to be successful. Anyway, I appreciate the call. Thank you for being with us. Uh, 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Hannity, tonight, 9 Eastern, set your DVR so you never, ever miss an episode. Former VP, maybe soon-to-be presidential candidate Mike Pence. The president's attorney, President Trump's attorney, Joe Tacopina, will join us. Also, Governor Christy Nome, Tudor Dixon, Jimmy Fallon, Sean Duffy, a big crowd, a lot of fun. And hopefully you will join us. Anyway, 9 Eastern tonight. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'll be taking you on a journey to find the mysterious media mogul Matt Drudge, founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who have worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. Hopefully, he'll even sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.